If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willickham. Welcome to Parenting Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Elsie, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Rob Widdicombe. Oh, you're such a clever girl. Give us a kiss. Hi Luke. <laughs> Hi Luke. Hi Luke. Shout out to Luke. Hi Luke. Yeah, big up Luke. So I, that is a very co- that that is a sort of South a Londoner accent trying to be do a telephone voice that, and the, and I could tell from the good gill. This is Emma, who's from Petswood. Yes, that's around the, literally around the corner from me. And she's put, although Rob will probably guess my location from yeah. the mention of Cooper's. Right. Oh, yeah. Did she, I went to Cooper's school. Yeah. Well, uh, this is my two year old niece, Elsie. She's basically a three foot tall dictator, and we all bow <laughs> down to her demands. She calls my daughters Bella and the other Bella due to the fact they're so similar looking. As you can imagine, my eldest daughter, Amy, hates this. <laughs> the high Luke at the end is for Amy's boyfriend, who Elsie seems to have a bit of a thing for oh. the flirt. Oh. Uh, that She's added that, not me. I would have asked my own children to make this recording. However, they're 14 and 17. I think they're deemed too old. Incidentally, my girls both go to Rob's old school, Coopers in Chislehurst. Yes. I think their teachers have shown them your school photo, which caused great amusement. (laughs) There's a photo of me when I was using the sixth form prospectus. No. But I'm, I'm, I've got this mad hair with like sort of big hair that was quite popular in yeah. the sort of, when would that have been? The early 2000s or even... What, mid, like a kind mid- of, like a kind of choppy haircut? Like yeah, kind of just sort of... Gelled up in a mess. Yes, a bit like when Beckham sort of had that messy hair like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had big glasses and then I was in the computer centre and I was doing... Big glass, not big glass, but just had glasses on, and I had this horrible white shirt with like blue. I got to try and find this picture with blue like pattern on it, and I um, basically taking photos, supposed to be us just working, and I kept on posing a bit like, and I was trying to pose like David Brent did. You know, David Brent poses at the end of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. his motivational yeah, yeah. speech. So I did that, and I sort of got my hand on my chin, and I like smiled oh, towards no. the camera, oh, no. and it is mental. I, I cannot believe. Oh they, my god! It's they used obviously it. it's obviously a piss take as well. So <laughs> because it's in a prospectus, we have a laugh though don't we at this school we have a bloody laugh in the it suite look at this guy with his big old hair and big glasses like timmy mallet (laughs) we had a a room called click and it was a computer learning information center oh they've worked that back from click and i remember when they went guys it might help you forget about Encarta 97 the future's google and i was like what what is Google? And then I had to do a presentation and I was cheated. I had to do this presentation, which is a PowerPoint presentation. All I did was my top 10 goals of all time. And I just basically copied and pasted YouTube videos of yeah. goals. I reckon if I was 10 years younger, I'd have been a YouTuber. 
Do you think? Yeah, but yeah. I'm so happy that um, I didn't do that. Actually, I wouldn't have because I wouldn't be able to afford all the equipment. Don't let me get bogged down in the sort of privilege of YouTubers. Um, oh, oh, is this a thing? Is it, is it a class thing in YouTubing? I didn't like, do you know what? I didn't it realize. is actually. It's not really been addressed. When basically, if you, like KSN and all the sidemen, who are all brilliant, by the way, but all went to this sort of private school, and I've got no beef with them. They're just, they're, they work really yeah. hard and they but produce they great videos. they could a nice camera. Well, they could afford nice cameras that supported parents where if you're growing up in a, you know, a house where there's one computer, like, we had in the middle of yeah. the house that was as big as a fridge yeah. and three yeah. brothers are trying to fight to get on it and you had no you didn't have any sort of editing software yeah, you didn't have not, any cameras yeah, which is why bill gates did so well i read this in a book where his mum i don't know if i mentioned this before his mum worked at a library at a university in america and he was really into computers and he used to go in with her every day she didn't have childcare, and he had access to this new computer where you could oh, you could write um computer programs and he had access to that for eight hours a day for six weeks and when the term started they only had one of these computers and obviously hundreds of computer students they were allowed an hour a week to be shared between the campus. So he was so far ahead of computer programming than all his peers because he was doing it at like the age of 12, 13 and having access that was to these computers that wasn't available almost worldwide, which people and say so, helped his development. So if, if his mum hadn't been in charge of a library, yeah. he wouldn't have started Microsoft and then he wouldn't have planned a pandemic, would he, to make loads of money, right? <laughs> exactly. He wouldn't be injecting his serum up my ass. <laughs> But um, anyway, but that's, I don't know why I've got off, got, we've really gone off topic there. We had an IT suite, yeah. but we didn't have the internet on in our IT suite. No, so you're from like, Dartmoor though, aren't you? No, no, it was just it was just because I'm older than you, Rob. No, yeah, like, and, and no mate, look, let's, let's be honest here. There's still 56k <laughs> modems knocking around your mum's house, surely. There's yeah, no, we, way. no, we had the internet in my house at home. Yeah, all right, we just okay. at school. But have they still got 56k modem or have they got, are they super fibre down there now? I don't know if they they can't be super fibre. Well, Plymouth's a city, mate. They're not running off dial-up. No, but Plymouth's 25 miles from where my parents live, Rob. Yeah, but that's local for down there. Exactly, but you can't run a super fibre from Plymouth for 25 miles, mate. Up the A38, <laughs> turn left at Drumbridge's roundabout. <laughs> Love all the local stuff. This is a really weird start, isn't it? What, yeah. so what, Should I tell you about my IT suite at school? Yeah, we, have one computer, we have one computer at primary yeah, school on, for the whole school. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> One computer at primary school, yeah. the BBC Basic, and then um, at secondary school, Rob. BBC Basic, I think that's what I'm called in the uh, offices of the BBC <laughs> when I get gigs. We need a bit more BBC Basic, get Beckett out, whip him yeah, out. I think Paddy McGuinness is BBC Basic at the moment, isn't he? Many- <laughs> yeah, me and him share it. <laughs> Danny Dyer pops up to drop a couple of balls. <laughs> Look, guys, Monty Don's been on five times this week. Let's drop some H's, drop some balls. Let's go, oh, Danny Dyer. he knows who Monty Don is now. He's throwing him out like he knows what he looks oh, like. mate, when I get a reference point, I oh, will use it. Don't you worry about that. It sticks. <laughs> Secondary school, we had a proper IT suite. Oh, okay. But then um, no one could use it after someone stole all the balls for the mice. <laughs> That was a thing, wasn't it? Like to play marbles with. I found the prospectus yeah. photo, Josh. You're gonna love it. I'm gonna send oh, it to you. Oh yes, please. We'll put it up on the uh, on the group on the Instagram. I, I talk about this like we're on a WhatsApp group together. We should because should yeah. we start a WhatsApp group? But just fuck get a number and everyone can join in. That'd be mental. No, I don't want anyone to see when I was last online. Can you imagine the, the mad parenting memes that would get? Um, you're gonna love this picture. Oh my word! Look at you. <laughs> Go wipe them teeth out. That was before coffee. Oh, that, yeah, that is, they are great teeth, aren't they? You have got awful glasses. It's incredible, isn't it, that photo? What, what, um, what are you using in your hair, Rob? Because it's, it's got a lot of life to it. Do <laughs> uh, you know that might be? That might be Pat's Wet Look Gel 39p from Aladdin's Cave, Elk Street. Oh, what, the little, the tub with the bubbles in it? <laughs> yeah, that one. We used to be called Pat's. We, ours was called Pat's and it was 39p, but I don't know if that was just fucking the shop. We had Pat's written it, on it. That hair looks fucking rock hard. It is, because that's what, and how dark it is. You could break is. a coconut on that this, hair. It made it so dark having that much gel yeah, in it. of course. Yeah. But yeah, I look weird, don't I? Yeah. Did you try and get into nightclubs at this point I in your life? I look so young, don't I? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was 17 then. Could you shave? No. Which is weird, actually, because quite, I'm quite hairy now, but not then. Yeah. This is, is this a podcast? Well, you know, it is a podcast. It's certainly not a TV show. Oh, my oh, God. I'm enjoying Michael's this chat, just, actually. What's Michael's, Michael's just sent an incredible picture of what, of what you look like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I look, it's so right. It's so good. You're, I look like the bloke from uh, Jerry Maguire. You know, the, the, the child kid. from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. You look exactly like the child from Jerry Maguire. That is incredible. But have you seen him now? He did Celebs Go Dating. Did he? As an adult, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> not, not as a child. Um, no. but, um, he's quite a nice guy, actually. He had a kebab on a step with a woman from Newcastle. Oh, that's nice. I don't look like him, but I do look like him as a, a in that film. Yeah. Well, you've both blossomed. We've both blossomed. Um, How's your week been, Rob? Oh, it's been all right. It's been a bit stressful because well, basically we're recording these a little bit in advance because we're having two weeks to have time with our families over Easter and stuff. So we're going to Disney in Florida, which is our big Whoa. family trip. We've been looking. Whoa. We've had booked for two years. Okay, so Whoa. we two are, years. Yeah, well, yeah, about that because it got sort of moved and then COVID. So we've had it booked for two years, and it's and it was quite. You have to book so in advance with Disney, and um, we are absolutely buzzing, Lou. Cannot wait. I'm really excited as well, but Lou is just like hyperventilating. Is she been, a big Disney fan? Oh, mate, yeah. She's been packing for about six months. It's mental. I've had like suitcases out on her bed for months. Stuff arriving nonstop, going back. The right pair of walking shoes because it hurts your feet. But well, I'll talk all about Disney um, probably on the next episode when we're back. Um, and has Lou been before? Never. We went to Disney in So is she Paris. excited, sorry, yeah. for herself or for her children? I'd say... <laughs> okay, she listens. <laughs> <laughs> she is 100% excited for herself but she'd want to go if we didn't have kids however yeah. she's also buzzing for the girls to see it all and stuff like that but I'm trying to calm her down a little bit because it's all stuff you can get when you are spending a lot of money and it's a big yeah. trip that you might only do like once it is a bit like you can put too much pressure on you've got to do everything and then you're not actually enjoying it and stuff and yeah. you can't at the moment you can't properly meet the characters but I think that changes the day we leave <laughs> where right. you can like properly right. like hug them and have photos but like I'll be honest with you Josh I'm not that bothered about hugging a no. student no. in a Mickey Mouse costume. Yeah. Can spoiler ask you alert. Next question on, on <laughs> Sorry, Lou's love spoiler alert. Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case kids are listening, that is 20, the real Mickey 20 Mouse. years time, mm. your children have moved out. Yeah. Lou turns to you and she goes, "I want to go to Disneyland again, just the two of us for a week." Mm. Are, you, are you going? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. I've never been, so I might love it, but I can't imagine I'd want to go just me and Lou. No, that, that, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> if it's just me and Lou and the kids are at uni or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, you want to go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Or what I'd say is, how about, why don't we go to the LA one? We've not been there before. And then go to somewhere that's not Disney for most of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or go, let's go to Tokyo. Go to see James Corden record his show live, something like that. No, it's I like exciting. James, but I don't. It's, it's Busman's holiday, isn't it? You go and see... Um, yeah, because yeah. I'm doing loads of late night shows in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, I've always... I was chatting to Shawn Mendes and doing Jada Pinkett Smith songs. Oh, God, I'm in the audience. Uh, normally, obviously, I'd be on that sofa, but, uh, uh, you know. Well, it's nice like, to uh, relax and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, normally it'd be me up there just absolutely ripping it to uh, 15 million people all over the States, but no, not today, night off for me. Yeah, just have a, easy, a chilled one. But no, the stressful thing has been, though, we had to do a COVID test on Zoom in front of someone this morning so on we could fly tomorrow. So how does that work, Rob? You basically worry for three weeks about your every movement. Oh, talk me through the Zoom. How Are they watching it, like, to make sure there's no sleight of hand magic going on? Well, it's been stressful this week because at time of recording... Do not get the... Do not move the syringe out of shot at any point. <laughs> Show me your nostrils. I want to see your full throat. <laughs> no, she was quite chilled, but we, we were more worked up about it because Lou's mum got COVID. Didn't, I told you that, didn't I? And she, um, she yeah. unfortunately couldn't help with the kids and stuff. And then her dad didn't have COVID, so was helping the kids. Now he tested positive, oh. and at the moment it's one in thirteen people have got COVID. It's the highest COVID's ever been, basically ever. Is it? Yeah, at the moment, just because. But no one's really testing because you don't really test. To, it's only America, I think. You still have to test to get there. So right. let's do this Zoom, and we and we've been getting stressed, and then, and our kids are keep having coughs. You know, kids oh, cough, God. but you're laying in bed, and I'm trying to be zen, and all of a sudden at six a.m. you hear your kid cough. You're like, well, that's the holiday yeah. over. That's, and then you're, yeah. and you're in your head going, oh my God, like, will we get our money back? Can you is travel insurance still valid for COVID? No, it it's seems, not. Is it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know anymore. Is it's it? like I don't know. Oh, surely that. It's like surely to, they can't be insuring people for COVID. They'd be paying out all the time. It's like it's like trying to claim back on the ash cloud now, isn't it? You know, yeah, <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So, so we, what's the zoom like? So the zoom is we sit there and you sort of feel physically and violently sick to your core that you may have to yeah. tell two children they're not going Disney because they weren't taking social distancing measures seriously. Oh <laughs> no, God! No. So we yeah we, you, you you lay it all out on the table. She has to see it all laid out. You have to keep the, it all the, flat. What, sorry, what are the 
the test. The test. So you have to open the yeah. test in front of them, lay it all out in front of them. You have to label the name of each person you're doing the test. And then you have to do the test in front of them. And then do you just sit there yeah, and make there, polite conversation there. while she watches the lines come up? Yeah, you sit there in front of a woman that could ruin your dream holiday. Oh, my God. And you're just looking at it. And just th- that moment, as, the, as you know, the, as the it goes up, you know, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the liquid goes bit. up. And so then, exciting. Oh, it's horrible. It's, not, it's exciting if you want a day off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exciting if you're thinking, well, I might, I might have to cancel a couple of gigs here. Yeah, just cancel, cancel. Anyway, so, but, but luckily, it, um, it was fine, and we're, we're, we're all set to go, and we're very excited. And we'll give you a, I'll give you a full, um, sort of Disney debrief when we get back to let you know what yeah. to do and what not to do and that kind of stuff. Um, Judge who enjoyed it more, Lou or the kids? I think I know the answer already. Yeah, all I would remember is that when I did Disney Paris, it was only for a couple of days. My feet were pulsating at night. Because of all the walking. Yeah. But you'll have kids, right? So you and Lou will be fine because they're going to be the ones that break first on the walking. Yeah, but no, but we're going to get a put, you can hire a little buggy thing because they will break. Uh, But if you hire the buggy, then you can get them further and out for longer. But my techniques are going to be get up and get up early. We've got breakfast booked for like 8 a.m. every day. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But you wake up early in America anyway. Oh yeah. What are the t- what's the time difference going to be when you get there? I, it's a bit of a, a head fuck. I think I don't know. I've, I've not really got. I'm, is I'm is not it the same as New York, more or less? No, because it's on the yeah, pretty much yeah. So basically, what happens? You'll keep waking. It's on the East Coast. You'll keep waking up early in the morning. Yeah. So when, your kids are going to be up six hours earlier than they're normally up, Rob. So yeah, what so time do they normally wake up? Six a.m. So they're going to be up at midnight. Oh, perfect. Ready for the day. So we'll be in the yeah. park really early. Um, <laughs> we'll be, yeah, just a six-hour wait till breakfast in the yeah, hotel I room. I think you should move that breakfast earlier, see if they could do it at 2 a.m. <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, my kids sort of work yeah. out for two hours in the morning before we, like, hit the park. But, um, but yeah, so we're doing breakfast early, getting in the park early. Um, and it's really complicated, Disney. Like, you, can, you have to book in which park you want to go to before you go to it, even if you have access to all parks. So what's it like? Is there loads of parks? I don't know. I've never been. We're going with another couple that know. And at the moment, I know nothing, Josh, which is quite surprising. it's not just you guys. There's no, other so adults as we're well. We're going with another couple and their two kids. But what's yeah. good about them is they've been is before. Is some of your holiday friends, Rob? No, these are Lou. This is Lou's friend and her husband, but I met Lou, the, the husband through, so we're sort of couple friends now. Yeah. Um, right. But a lovely couple, really I'm nice. This is the guy that brought the private life. No, the guy that brought the battery, the car battery, Steve and Jess, the guy who brought the car battery uh, to yeah, yeah. camping. So he's very yeah. industrious. Yeah. Um, but they're really lovely and they've been before and also they've got a nine month old. So when oh, we so think it's difficult, we can just look at them. <laughs> yeah, they've had a night. So you said they booked the tickets two years ago. She wasn't even pregnant when she booked the tickets, Rob. No, she, no. So we, I think, I think she was just pregnant, so she couldn't even reserve the seat for the baby. But then she had to ring up and go, "Can I add a baby to my booking? Because she's going to be sat on the lap." Oh my word! So she could. So and then she nearly forgot. Be, she only did it a few months ago. It's going to be sat on the lap from London to Florida. Yep. Oh my giddy aunt. <laughs> Exactly. So it's great for morale because I, I had a real is morale. Is it a daytime piece. flight or an evening one? So we've got we've got daytime flight out there, which isn't which isn't shouldn't be too bad because they'll be excited and they've got iPads and stuff. Six hours. Tablets. I think it's nine. Nine? I think it's nine hours. Because oh, it's over and down a bit, isn't it? Oh, it's down. I forgot about down. It's down. You always think across with flying, but you, you forget about yeah. down. You never think about the down, do you? <laughs> so it's the up and along. Nine hours, baby <laughs> on the lap. I want a figure now, Rob. Yeah. How many minutes are you going to put in with the baby? Right, so this is out of politeness. They were going a bit like, oh, we're a bit worried about the flight because it's a, you know, totally understandably, they're like, oh, yeah. God, it's a lot. If she sleeps, it'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Lou went, well, it's fine that there's four of us. We can all just take like two hour shifts. I went, what? <laughs> I, I literally at dinner went, can I say something? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> if Lou wants to hold your baby to us, that's fine. But there's a reason why I haven't had more. This is my chill time. <laughs> two hours. Would you prefer to do that in a straight two hours or in a, like, everyone does five minutes and it's just no, passed no. around? Two hours off the top. I said to him, though, for them, I went, what you need to do is you two need a schedule. We'll take your older one. He can come and do some colouring in or whatever. But the younger one, that's on you. Do two hours each. But make sure when you're doing your two hours, you don't bother the other one. And then the other one can properly watch a film, properly relax. That's what me and Lou used to do. We'd be like, yeah. you do two hours of a film and I'll do the kids and swap. Where if you're both, what happens is if you're both trying to do it, you're both doubling up on work, you get stressed yeah. and snappy with each other. 
So just let some person, and then you know, even if you hate it, you know, I've only got another hour and a half of this until my partner takes over. Yeah. That's that's the best way to do it, but there's no way, no offence. I love you, Jess and Steve. You're a lovely couple, but I'm not looking after your kids for two hours on a plane. No, why? Could you imagine it? You'll do, you'll do 10 minutes, won't you, Rob? No. This is insane, Rob. Why? Am I, am I being mean? I think as a gentleman, you should do three hours. No, look, as as a human with a heart, if it's kicking off, I'll go, drop his shoulder for a sec while you sort that out. But any putting my name down like some sort of shift pattern... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work, doing a shift at Sainsbury's, taking over yogurts for the morning. No way. Two hours in a plane seat is the longest time in the world with a nine-month-old. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, to be if, if, for full transparency, we are going at Traveller Plus, which is basically premium economy. That's all right, Rob. I'm which not... is um no, but I don't. I get annoyed about this when you sometimes hear people moaning about flights and stuff like that, and then it yeah. actually works out they're like laying down in a bed with a nanny. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like full transparency, we have. I have gone business class before, but we're going. It was too expensive. It was so mad money. But we're going pre- premium economy there and back, and uh, you get a little bit of extra leg room. Slightly bigger chair, but um, yeah, you're still sat up for the for the journey. Yeah. So that why you're going in the day as well, because night time in one of those. Well, it's night. It's a night flight on the way back. Oh, but I can word. sleep anywhere, mate. I'm not worried about you, Rob. It's not all about you. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> worried about the couple with a nine month old on their laps for a night flight who are in. Okay, they've got a bit more legroom, but they aren't horizontal, Rob. They're not horizontal. I know, I know, they're not. But yeah, that's that's the thing. But it's, oh, mate, it was mental. The, the, the flights are really expensive at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but we, we we actually looking back got quite a good deal on the flights because we booked it so far in advance. So well, um, it's all yeah. very exciting. How many days are you going for? Two weeks. Two weeks. I've not done a two week holiday for ever. So the whole of Easter, basically. Um, oh my god! Incredible. So we're really lucky. So we're so excited. So yeah. We're very excited about it, but I'm looking forward to uh, reporting back. It feels like, I don't know, I was half thinking, could, I, could this be claimed as a work expense? It's a bit of a piss day, could it? Two weeks for me to do a five-minute anecdote in a month's time. Well, I don't know where the... I don't know where the, the where's the line? Where's the line, Rob? We get, like, are our children a work expense? Because if they are, Rob... Well, exactly. There's a lot of things I'm not claiming. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I haven't claimed anything. I always forget. I always feel guilty to do that, but maybe we could. But do you knows? know what, Rob? You can backdate seven years, can't you? Can you? Yeah, if you if you can backdate seven years, if because you could go, obviously, when I had my first child, yeah, that it wasn't a business at that point, but that was just me laying the foundations yes, of the business of I was later starting. Yeah, it was almost research because I remember when I went freelance, I could claim back computers from <laughs> seven years in advance. Wow. So basically, what we're saying is because I remember now, Josh. Actually, that's prompted a memory that we were talking about doing this podcast almost about. Ten years ago when we first we met, we remember. <laughs> first yeah, gig we all... did together, we yeah, said, mad, actually, "Once yeah. we got kids, let's start that bloody podcast." Yeah, and then we went, "What we'll do is keep a journal, do loads of things that's related to parenthood, and then yeah. we'll, when we get that, then we'll do the podcast when that's all comes exactly, together." Exactly. And there'll probably be another pandemic by then, which will be a good time to start. And then I said, Rob, what's a podcast? And you said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet, but I've had a vision. If you record it, they will listen. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, so anyway, I'll, I'll if you're listening from the HMRC, uh, I won't be paying much next year because a lot of backdated. <laughs> Get ready for the refund, bitch. That's what I'll say to them in a brown letter. Um, let's stop talking about tech. Oh, what, what Rob's going bloody business next time he goes to Disney. I can tell you that for free. I'll, I'll buy a plane like Travolta. Yeah, I'm just going to need to claim back that 15 million on the on the jumbo jet. Just a bit of research. Yeah, we are. We go to Florida once every seven years, so I do need it parked at Stansted for that time. I've I've been doing. I I was doing some um, travel admin this morning, actually, Rob. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Are we lost our I'm edge? here for you. No, but I'm just saying, go. <laughs> I want to ask your advice on that. There's two bits of football admin I've been doing this morning, Rob. Okay. One, I've been putting in all of the World Cup fixtures that I don't want to put work in during because that's a good you've idea. Got to get them in now. Yep. And it's inexcusable if come November and December yep. you go, oh, I didn't know that England might be in the World Cup semi-finals. But, well, what, as a public service announcement, why don't you put them dates out so people can pencil them in? Put these in your diary. England's first game is on the 21st of November. Our second game is on the 25th. I've got last leg, but it's too late. <laughs> 29th of November. I've got bloody Lapland, Rob. Oh, what, the, the in, Christmas? In Ascot. 
Oh, oh, the thing I told you about last year. Yeah, so I've got that at 9.30 in the morning, so I'm going to have to rush back for England versus what Wales or Scotland or Ukraine. I don't know, but it looks like it's one of the later ones, maybe 4pm, something like that. How long does Lapland last? You're in trouble. You're, you're in trouble here. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, surely. You're in trouble here. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're in a bit of trouble here. No, I'm not, surely. <laughs> What's Lapland from your ass? Hour and a half, two hours? Yeah. Okay. It's an early start, isn't it? I'd suggest get a Premier in nearby, or maybe, as a little treat. Yeah. You don't want to be getting up at 6am you know to I drive might to, I might treat myself to a nicer hotel than that. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the idea. This is the way you sight survive. If you try and get there and back to your house in a day, you're in trouble. Okay. So what I'd suggest is get a hotel for a couple of nights, make a weekend of it. What, in Ascot? Yeah, there's lovely hotels in Ascot. But then stay there the night before. So yeah. get one because oh, can you, you can go to Coral Reef, the leisure centre. That's a really good swimming pool for the kids. Go there, right. go swimming with them. Go back to the hotel, yeah. stay over, early start at Lapland the next day, yeah. and then after Lapland, go back to the hotel for another night, so you're not rushing about. And then I'm way- not watching England's third game in a hotel on my own, Rob. Sounds great. No, where do you watch people. it? No, you don't. You hate people. No, the England game's the exception. They're the so, one time so I like where would people. You, well, so, okay, so where do you want to watch that? In a pub or at your house? Well, the problem is normally I'd watch it in my garden because normally the World Cup is during the summer because that's what is right and good with the world. But suddenly <laughs> corruption not... of the highest level has led oh. to me not being able to watch World Cup in the garden. And Think of the ratings bit for the jungle. Worse things. Yeah, um, um, but I'd say you're going to struggle to get back from Ascot and oh, get Jesus out to a pub. Lord. If you're yeah, it's, nine should be fine. So you're you, you. It's about an hour and a half the first bit. You'll be in the other bit for about two hours. What's so the you, other bit? I don't need the other bit. So basically, you go through a, like a, a sort of immersive experience thing, Christmassy thing, and then you go into a bit where there's ice skating, there's shop, there's places to get food. You can stand there for a couple of hours. There's loads of things for the kids to see. I'm moving it. Then you I'm walk, moving it. Then you I'm walk around, the and then sometimes you can get caught in a queue. Because um, you have to queue to see Father Christmas oh, at the no, end. Oh, no, 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 this is not what... You don't want to be clock watching. So I say you move it or you tr- or you try and watch This is not what I need. How okay. do I move it? Could someone who's listening from Lapland UK... <laughs> no, could no, you that's, sort this out for you me? You can't do that. That's not fair. This is not what this podcast is about. Not you sending a, a flare up for help. <laughs> You've done this. You sort it out. That's what a normal <laughs> parent would have to do. Don't start using your privilege to get your fucking date move, mate. Rob, you, that's the only I've, reason I'm doing this. We just spent 20 minutes talking about how we could get our tax back on it. <laughs> oh, dear. Lapland. Yeah. Um, Lapland. Well, yeah, I'm sure you might be able to move it to another date if you email them now. Yeah. I mean... You might just have to pay more if it's a better or worse date. Oh, I don't give a shit, you're Rob. You're early, though, aren't you? November. Yeah, because there wasn't many dates left, Rob. Oh, no, you're in trouble. Oh, God. Well, she doesn't know she's going yet, so the whole thing's a write-off. She's never going to know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, what's going to say? Oh, I've got a couple um, of things. Have you got things to talk about from your week, Josh? This has been a bit of a Miranda yeah, episode. I have, I've, I got have, a few, I've got a few things as well. If you want to, uh, if you want to kick well, off. Well, I was going to, I was going to talk about some more travel admin. I wanted your advice. Oh on yeah, this. sorry. Go on, travel admin. Yep. More football travel admin. Yeah. Okay. I've got Plymouth Argyle look like they could be in the playoff final, Rob. Oh, when's the playoff final? Wembley, twenty-first of May. When I'm at, I'm at Durham Gala Theatre. Okay, so I've got the same problem. Dillian White and Tyson Fury, one of the biggest fights I've wanted to see for years, is on the same day I'm doing Eastbourne. Now, boxing's late in the evening, right? So it's, it's gone for me. Is that over? That There's no chance. Unless I pull the gig and they'll know what I'm doing. Well, that's the problem with this, Rob. Are, are the people of Eastbourne worth sacrificing for that fight? That's the qu- Well, I, I basically have to accept, if I cancel that gig, I never gig in Eastbourne again. Yeah, and everyone hates you. Yeah, that's but I... I'm not going to do that. I don't want to upset no. the people of Eastbourne. What time is the fight? Probably start about 10, 10.30. My gig will finish at 10. Oh, right. You can't come down too early on that. i got a quick gig. We're starting at 6pm tonight. <laughs> so I go 21st of May. <laughs> yeah. I've checked the times. I'm presuming it's a three o'clock kickoff. Yep. There's Darryl. a five. I know. That's unfortunate, isn't it? I could get a 5.30 train, Rob, and yeah. arrive 8 o'clock. Support goes on. I'll be fine. <laughs> you won't be fine. <laughs> so you've got to get from Wembley to what, what time will the game finish? I think I'm going to have to leave the game. Uh, presuming there's injury, I'm going to have to leave the game more or less exactly before injury time starts. I'm going to have to leave the game about 4.35, I think, about 10 minutes left. Oh my Is God. that going to be weird? I've never left a football match early in my life. That is going to be weird. You might go to extra time. What if you're, you're going to miss all the best bit? 
I know. Is it better not to go or to go for a bit? I think if you had a gig in like London, but trying to get to Durham is going to be mental. You're going to be stressed the whole time. Where you might as well get up to Durham early. Of course, I'm going to be stressed. It's the playoff final, Rob. This matters far more than a gig in Durham. You might as well get up to Durham early and find a, a pub with like a Plymouth supporters group in there. Oh, yeah, the classic <laughs> Durham Plymouth supporters club. <laughs> You'll find someone. Well, if there's any Plymouth fans that are going to be watching the game in Durham, you could go and yeah. join them in a pub. I don't want I don't want new friends, Rob. Oh, you want new friends at Lapland now, don't you? It's all right now, isn't it? It's all changed. <laughs> oh, God, why is Lapland on that bloody day? What a nightmare. <laughs> okay, you, you can't go to the playoff final, I'm afraid. Oh, why is my life rubbish? I don't get to go to anything. <laughs> You'll be there at Lapland, 9am, bright and early. Reindeer's still asleep. Oh, for crying out loud. Um, yeah, what's, what's been happening in your week then, Josh? A um, lot of big questions. Yeah. Death. Oh. She found out about death. Oh, so, oh your daughter? No, my wife. Because <laughs> she's come to one of your gigs. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Lovely bit of business. Uh, I, didn't even, I couldn't even get it out of me, that. I felt mean. But um, yeah, so no. your, da- your daughter, how old? She's four now. Five? Yeah, four. They've been discussing it at nursery. Oh, why? Not with the teachers, the kids. Oh, between themselves? Yeah. One of the kids told her when her heart stops, she dies, which is not ideal. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, because then you keep thinking about your Because it is true. <laughs> you, can't, you can't deny it. She's not wrong. Yeah. Um, so uh, Rose had to deal with that conversation. So it's been quite intense. She's also got really into the Queen. Has she? Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's because what they talk about at school, they must be talking about the Jubilee well, and all that. I think there was an, I know there was a Peppa Pig where they go and meet the Queen that she watched. Oh, well, mate, if she likes Peppa Pig and the Queen, that little, that bus tour you go on to have afternoon tea with Peppa Pig one, she'll love that. You go past oh, Buckingham yeah. Palace. Yeah, well, I said we could go and look at Buckingham Palace. She said, can I meet the Queen? I wanted to go, well, not really. But then she was looking on my phone at pictures of the Queen, right? Why have you got photos of the Queen? No, she was like, can I see pictures of the Queen? So Google image search the Queen. Oh, okay. And she's going through all these photos on the Google image search. Yeah. And she's like, what's happened to the Queen here? And it was one of those photos. It obviously from some kind of conspiracy David Icke website. <laughs> and it was like made to look like the Queen was a lizard. It was absolutely awful. <laughs> imagine, obviously you're just going to, you're not into like lizard conspiracy theories, but imagine no, if no. you were, that's your time where you go, well... I didn't know when I needed to tell you, but there's a lot of lizards running this place. She's Queen Liz. Queen Lizard. Oh, is that why she's called Queen Liz? I hadn't made the connection. Exactly. Come on, open your eyes, people. Wipe the shit out your eyes and look at the stars. Oh, my God. Queen Lizard. she's called the Elizabeth. Second. They're all lizards. Oh, that is disappointing. I know. Of course she's a bloody lizard. Exactly. There we go. Better than a nonce. Better to be a lizard than a nonce. Exactly, and we're not... That, that's a general point. It's not yeah, about anyone yeah. in particular. Yeah, that's not pointed at anyone. I'm just saying, in general, it's better yeah. to be a lizard than a nonce. Correct. I'm on that. Something I'll always stand by. Whatever happens. Whatever exactly. lizards do, <laughs> it can never be as bad. <laughs> but yeah, there is one of her as a, a David Icke lizard, isn't there? Yeah. So that was a that was an... In- so it's been quite an intense week, <laughs> but lizard rulers and death... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's just life for kids, though, isn't it? Yeah, there's always it's something going life. on. Yeah, always something going on, isn't there? I tell you what's been going on at the school. We had this because we get um, I think we should open a thing called weird emails from school as a phoner. Okay, the school my kids go to. Obviously, the older kids go there. Where yours is still at nursery, but mm. we had this um email from the school. So there's older kids that go there, that, you know, like year sixes, and because I think it's a like primary school. Um, but this this email come through. Uh, this is an urgent message for all parents of kids at this school. Okay. Yeah. The police have been made aware of several messages what? of a planned water fight to take place in Bromley Glades Shopping Centre on Friday the 1st of April and the children what? and the children from across Bromley are planning to attend. Having reviewed these messages, there are concerns that substances other than water may be oh, used. Oh no, piss. We are therefore <laughs> We are therefore asking parents to ensure they advise the children not to attend Bromley Shopping Centre after school on Friday. The Glades. Or take part in, they still call it, they're still trying to call it into, no one's having it, it's the Glades. Take part in any events that are being advertised on social media. A dispersal zone will be in place in areas surrounding the Glades will fall under Section 34 of the Anti-Social Behaviour Crime and Policing Act 2014. And the police oh, officers will be there. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Um, That's pretty intense, isn't it? But my, my daughter went, she said it was mainly water. You put it away. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, told you this. This was a crime, Rob. 
Or was it a crime? I told you this, but I'll just tell it again for the listener. I was walking on the street with my daughter and my wife, back from swimming. Yeah. And um, a car pulled up, drove down the road. Yeah. Totally smashed up, bonnet. Totally smashed up at the front. The tyres down, so it was like going on the floor, like... Yeah, flat. Pulled up next to us. And he said, and he had, a, and he had a parking ticket in his windscreen wiper as well. Yeah, and he said, "Does it look bad?" And I said, "Yeah, a bit, yeah." And then he just drove off. What's that all about? It's edgy, edgy East London for you, isn't it? But what's happened? I think there's a lot that's happened. Has he in... stolen it? But if you've stolen a car, you don't stop anyone to ask, "Does it look bad?" When you're in a fleeing car. No, I don't know. I think he's probably just insane, isn't he? <laughs> He's probably having an episode, poor sod. <laughs> Does it look all right? Yeah, mate, keep going, you're all right. You should, because obviously the car was very low to the ground. He, about 10 yards after seeing us, he hit a speed bump and it sounded very bad indeed. <laughs> but that's the thing. Well, another thing about edgy East London is we promised to uh, weigh a pizza, didn't we, last week, oh, the Romana, yes. against the Classic and see what was heavier and what the, had more. The Pizza Express, yeah. The Pizza Express Romana is £2 more. So we were trying to see, is it the same weight? Is it the same amount of dough? Is it the same amount of dough just spread out? Yep. Or is it more dough? Or is it more toppings? And what are we paying for, essentially? More dough, more toppings, or man hours of rolling it out? Yes. And you couldn't do it because apparently there is no Pizza Express that delivers to you, even though you live in, what, Zone 2 of London? Yeah, I'm out of the Pizza Express zone because the nearest Pizza Express would be in, probably in Shoreditch, would it? And it's too far, so you've got nothing. too far. So you had to get poor producer Michael on a Friday night to weigh a pizza for you. Not just one. (laughs) Two pizzas? Two pizzas. And I'm going to say it now, Rob, along with the theme of the episode, he's claiming that back. There's no way that's not going through the inland revenue. <laughs> right, so have you got the results to put people out of their uh, misery? Michael. Hello. Hello. Oh, Michael, are you going to deliver the results, Michael? Yeah, why not? I would like to say I live about one minute from Josh. So I yeah, don't this know is bullshit, if this delivery Michael. thing stands up. It's bullshit, Michael. He's taking the piss. <laughs> he's taking the he's taking the piss out of you. Did, did this interrupt your Friday evening weighing this pizza? Uh, yeah, it did. <laughs> so, I, I had already ordered dinner, and it was that classic thing of both of them turning up at very similar times, and it was too close for me to go down, come back, and go down again. So the Pizza Express arrived first. And I was there holding two boxes. And I also ordered some tiramisu because I fancied tiramisu. And then I just was stood there waiting <laughs> oh, for about three minutes for the curry to arrive. And then the second delivery driver right. turns up. And I'm just stood on my doorstep with two pizzas. And he refused to believe it was me. He just thought I was some guy just <laughs> collecting people's takeaway from this building. Did you eat the pizza? Uh, no, it's just still in my kitchen. I had one slice because you can't order two pizzas and not have at least one slice. But I ordered, I know you're a vegetarian, Josh, but I um, I wanted to order something that I would potentially eat. So I ordered uh, the American. Um, and nice. also because I don't I didn't really know how to count melted cheese. I know we had to like yeah. count the, the ingredients. So, okay. I mean, how do you want to do this? I've got, here's, here's a criteria that I've broken it down into. We've got the, oh, the yes. price and the increase in yeah. price difference. We've got yeah. the weight and then we've got the... Uh, <laughs> The volume of slices of pepperoni. And, and I've worked out okay. the percentage difference for each of those. Great. Okay, well, well so you just hit us with incredible. the facts. So you go the price of both pizzas. So one's classic, so one's Romana, yeah? Yeah, the classic We're not even getting is... paid for This is not an advert, by the way. This is just no. three men. No, because I think we're about to bring them down. This <laughs> 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 is how Joe Lysett expose. Yeah, there's <laughs> people in P- Pizza Express HQ who have sweating buckets listening <laughs> to this podcast. So the price, what are the prices? The classic is uh, ten ninety five. The Romano is twelve pounds ninety, which works out at roughly a fifteen point one percent increase in price. Yeah, yep. I've written that down. I've got no idea why I've written that down, but I have. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> the weight difference. Uh, the classic comes in yeah. at six hundred and forty grams, of which the yeah. box is three hundred and twenty grams. And oh, yeah. the Romano weighs 720 grams, 
of which again the box is 320 grams now i made a mistake the first time i weighed them in this individual boxes but what i then had to do was decant the romano from the bigger box romano it's romano we can't let them we can't let this go more than six times but yeah it's romano we can't you can't we can't let you say it wrong six times in a row it's slide a couple of times but it is a romano base that weighs 720 which is a 12 roughly a 12.1 percent increase in weight so you're not getting the increase in weight in terms of the increase in price there uh and then finally who's in charge of this venue rishi sunak (laughs) (laughs) he's never been to a pizza express in his fucking life (laughs) rich (laughs) billionaire bastard Big billionaire bastard. He's married a billionaire, mate. Watch him watch him try and say Romana. He hasn't got a fucking clue. <laughs> so then the uh, finally pepperoni slices. Yeah. On the classic, there were 23 slices of pepperoni. Well, that's good. And on the Romana, there were 26 slices, which works out at an 11.5 increase in pepperoni. Oh, it's better to go classic. It's better to go classic for a bit of bang for your buck. Well, that is huge. That is huge. They could argue the price increases involved in the extra man hours of, uh, sorry, person hours of rolling out the dough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or maybe the... um... Just chuck a couple more slices of pepperoni on it, you tight bastards. Yeah, come on. Fuck me. Or, or I suppose it takes extra extra space up in the pizza oven. But I, I don't know. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Well, there we go. That's You'd your be... answer, people. If, you, if there's any other things you want us to look in, um, there's you want, no... Anything else you want Michael to weigh, <laughs> I'll do it if it falls within my delivery jurisdiction. <laughs> Josh will get some sort of fish taco van that only yeah. works in one square mile of East London. <laughs> I'm, I can I can access Frankie and Benny's. I can access everywhere. Don't worry about me, Harvester, Toby Carvery. Did you do you think you're going to eat the pizzas, Michael? Uh, I got up about half seven 100%. this morning. I haven't had any breakfast, so it's been playing on my mind for the last two hours. Your that's your lunch. Enjoy yeah, it. A lovely reheated yeah. pizza. There's nothing like it. Sure, it was bought strictly for work purposes. However, <laughs> oh, that's what? the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Michael, what do you want? Do you want to get a tax rebate or do you want to worry about food waste? That's the difficult situation here. <laughs> it's not easy as Chancellor, is it, Michael? <laughs> um, thanks for doing that, Michael. That is an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Michael. That's much appreciated. Nice. Love that. Love that. Love the percentages. That really helped sort of get it locked in my head. Um, Josh, um, do you want to do? Um, I've got a couple of um, things you may not know about. I can go run past you. Oh yeah, go on. Tell me some things. And then I we'll might do some Instagram about. messages. Okay, if I say the word Hasbullah to you, no, come on. I don't know what that is. What? It, it's a person. I don't know who that is. What? What? With one word? What is it? A Brazilian footballer? No, he's a um, internet celebrity. He's an eighteen-year-old. Oh, there's no such thing, Rob. Not in my world. <laughs> he's an eighteen-year-old man, oh, but he's God. very small. He's a little person, and he's, I think he's only like three and a half feet. But he's been like get, trying to do like celebrity boxing, and he's become quite a, like an icon. If you Google Hasbulla, it's this guy, and he uh, and he's been like Musical in the UFC artist. ring with Khabib. Um, Khabib. You know Khabib. No. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's, 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 oh, he's, I see him. That okay. guy. I'm going to say now. He's been hanging around. They've been, he's been trying to fight other people of similar build in right, a fair yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. I can and he's see, quite... I, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of him squaring off against someone of a similar build. And, um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the people is have this, is this, is this entertainment these days? Is that how it works? I don't know what it is, but what I would say is he's very well known. Yeah, so he's sort of an internet celebrity. I've got another one as well. Do you like UFC, Rob? I do actually. I've been getting into it more. The Michael oh, Bisping documentary is amazing. Have you seen that as a sports documentary? It's unbelievable. I, I rented it on like Prime or whatever it was on, and it's um, is he? But do you know he was blind in one eye, but he fudged all the tests so he could fight, and he won the world title with only vision in one eye. Oh my word! Somebody he's from Clitheroe and he uh, Manchester around and like fought in Manchester, then moved to the UFC in America, and he's unbelievable. He's really funny as well. But Bisping's documentary is amazing. So yeah, that's got me into but it would, even more. Would it be fair like to it. say if someone tells you they like UFC, that is a red flag? Not anymore. I think if you say bare knuckle boxing or cage fighting, that those sort of combat sports do bring those sort of rough people however they're like UFC is not like that at all now it's not, it's, even, it's not even rough it's not rough Rob it's just boring stoners that tell you that Joe Rogan's got the answers to the world no they're not all like that I mean at the oh, moment okay, there's some Brit- amazing British UFC fighters Paddy Pimlet, Molly Meatball McCann and Tom Aspinall who's amazing Sorry, Molly, who? Molly Meatball McCann She's Molly Meatball McCann yeah yeah that's because she used to work at Subway <laughs> 
that was no, my nickname. Fuck off. On my life, yeah. No. And um, Molly Meatball McCann used to work at Subway and she's now a UFC fighter. Yeah. She she had a massive knockout. There was a fight in London a few weeks ago. I'm glad, I'm glad that's where that sentence went because I thought you shouldn't be you shouldn't be talking about it like this, Rob. Yeah, it was late at night in Subway. Someone ordered extra meatballs and she'd give him an elbow. But Tom Aspinall's an amazing fighter. He's probably going to be the heavyweight champion um, of Molly the world. Molly Meatball McCann. Yeah. So Hasbulla's sort of big in those circles. Okay. And next one, Cow the Dragon. No. <laughs> He's a TikTok star. Oh, come on. <laughs> Cow the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. Am I 400 years old? I think so, but then I don't know if I'm sort of tragically dragging himself through youth culture that doesn't need or want me. <laughs> Are you, you know when Mr Burns goes to school and goes to pretend he's a school kid? Is that <laughs> yeah, you, Rob? Yeah, a little bit, yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> I need to grow up, accept my age. Um, but yeah, well, you don't know who those are, fair enough. And right, should we do a quick Instagram message and then some small business shout outs? Yes. Boomer parenting, we always like these. Okay. Hello, hope you're both well. My husband and I listen to your podcast all the time and absolutely love it. And we'll be coming to watch you both in Manchester next year. Tour tickets are on sale, people, if you want them. Oh, your, yes, tour tickets on sale. Your podcasts have got me through many stressful walks trying to get my one-year-old son to nap. He's only just started sleeping through with sleep coaching. Wowzers. Oh, my word. Anyway, I wanted to share a boomer parenting story. When I was five, we went on a family holiday to Florida. Oh, this is convenient. Here we go. We, stayed we regretted a- <laughs> the flight. There was a man next to us who wouldn't take the baby for even 10 minutes. It was unacceptable. <laughs> we stayed in a lovely villa with a pool. One evening there was a thunderstorm and I knew that water attracts lightning and was convinced that lightning would strike our pool. My dad decided to get in the pool at this point and I was screaming and crying for him to get out before oh, he's God. struck by lightning. Oh, God. He then proceeded to pretend to be electrocuted in the pool and went face down. I oh, screamed. No. I'd run into our bedroom and it took my parents a good half hour to calm me down. Pretty sure I was traumatised for life. Anyway, I love the podcast. Thanks for keeping me safe. That Katie. Is incredible. I've got a boomer parenting story from my mum. Oh, yeah. So she used to tell me and my brothers if you smoked, it may, it, you died. What? So, like, smoking, if you smoked, you died. So, like, not. Was smoke- there not a lot of evidence in front of your eyes that that wasn't true? Like, you must have seen loads of people smoking. Well, no, not really. So, this is what happened. So, my mum, no one really smoked uh, when my brother, when my older brother was little. Anyway, um, I think this is when you could still smoke on the bus, like, this is years ago. Yeah. And, um, he, he just thought if you smoked, you died. Just like, you know, like, not yeah. like, you know, you die over time and it's not good for your body. Yeah, yeah. You're instantly dead. So he, she told him and he was about five or six and I was on the bus and someone lit up a cigarette and he just went, <gasps> Mom, oh they're going to die. Oh, my God. And then she was like trying to calm him down. But he was just like, and he was just obsessed with look because he was basically just watching them drag going, right, when are they going to keel over? Oh, my God. Exactly. Oh, my- and then they got out to get off the bus before they saw it happen. So we just assumed that, like, further down the road, they just killed over. What did he, why did he think they'd gone for the cigarette? Why did, quite a big decision, that, isn't it's it? It's not the traffic's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Come on, mate. He's on there like that. Going, I used to travel first class on the train. Look at me now. Come Do on, you mate, you'll get back there. Isn't that mad that people used to smoke on a bus? I know, imagine it's it now. Fucking insane. <laughs> just a thought, just it's like that thing of when you come home from a night out, your whole wardrobe would stink. There'd be a big pile of clothes that stunk of smoke. Mental. Imagine you're on a bus now and someone lights up a cigarette. You would be going, this is inc- insane behavior. This is unacceptable <laughs> behavior. Well, then this is, I've got another boomer one, and then we'll do another thing that's not boomer, but yeah. they're so good, these. Dear Rob and Josh, thanks so much for bringing us laughter. Uh, listen to... So we don't do the compliments. Sorry. Dear Rob and Josh, I live near Heathrow, but grew up on Hailing Island. Every Saturday, I'd spend with my nan. She was the best, but brutal with some things she said and did. And I think it's always difficult to call someone the best when the next sentence is brutal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget the day I was at my nan's house, and she was taking me to the shops to get her shopping. We got in the car and we're driving to the shops when it started pouring with rain and my nan reached back and gave me a feather duster and kitchen roll i looked at her puzzled she said the window wipers haven't been working and i need you to lean out of the sunroof with the kitchen roll wrap around the feather duster and wipe the rain off while i drive <laughs> i thought she was joking she couldn't have been more serious that is so he drove all the way home with me praying no one I knew would see me while I got soaked out of the sunroof cleaning the windscreen, Charlotte. That is fuck. That's like Mr. Bean. <laughs> but he's driving it with his feet. Yeah. <laughs> that is so mad. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. 
like like you're on a hen do. That's the only other place people are, come out of sunroofs, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, hen roofs on a limo. Yeah. Some, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Two that's pack. It. Did he used to go out of a sunroof? Didn't it? Wasn't he poking out the sunroof? No, maybe I've made that. I'm sure I've seen footage of that night when he was shot where he's out the sunroof, but I've made that up. He definitely wasn't out the sunroof. <laughs> oh my god. I've just Googled two pack sunroof and I'm not getting much back, mate. Okay, fair enough. My mistake. He might have been. He might he might be. Not right. a conspiracy around the big and two pack. Yeah, I, don't, I mean I don't, let's not speculate on that. I don't want to get caught up in the East Coast, West Coast beef, no. even at this late stage. Um yeah, I do want to take you flying out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd have a blue bandana on my back pocket on on, on the Little Mermaid ride. And right, I've got another Instagram here. So it's about the two fairy and her failure to sometimes turn up. So if you listen to kids, you might want to pause it. Hi, guys. I was a podcast virgin until my friend recommended that I give you guys a listen. And ever since I'm hooked, listening to Rob's two fairy fail on the latest episode reminded me of the time that I woke up all bleary diet at stupid o'clock in a slight panic, having suddenly remembered the two fairy hadn't paid a visit to my six-year-old daughter. In my sleepy state, I grabbed what I thought was a pound coin from the top of my chest of drawers and snuck into my daughter's room. I couldn't find the tooth, but thought, fuck it, and left the pound. (laughs) I left the pound. Anyway, settling back into my bed, relieved with the near miss. The next morning, my daughter woke up horrified, demanding to know what it was that had been left. It turned out that I'd picked up a Tesco trolley token instead of a pound coin with the phrase, (laughs) every little helps inscribed on it. Disgusted, my daughter proceeded to write a note that read, Dear Tooth Fairy, you did not take my tooth and this is not money. I expect to see you tonight. Oops, thanks, Becky. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Love that hustle from the daughter. Yeah, really good. Small business shout out, Rob. Yep. Ready? Go on. Hi, Josh and Rob. I am Pollyanna. Mother of two girls. I've just launched a new infant and children's sleepwear business, Rosa and Blue. My husband, Rob, hand paints all of our prints using watercolours. Everything is made from planet-friendly bamboo and organic cotton. All products are... Oh, I don't know what this means, but basically they're... Go on, say it out loud. uh, Ocotex and G-O-T-S certified. Open brackets. That means no harmful chemicals. Um, <laughs> we are producing all sleepwear from zero to six years. Beautiful, simplistic prints, uh, including gender neutral. Please check our Instagram out at Rosa and Blue website, www.rosaandblue.com. I'm offering 15% off to all Parenting Hell listeners with the code Parenting Hell. Much mm-hmm. love and just carry on doing what you're doing, Pollyanna. Okay. P.S. Sorry, but I'm Kent based. And my oh. uncle lives a few doors down from Rob. Is it? PPS, we have tickets for 2023. There we go. Hi, Robert Josh. I'd like to do a small business shout out for my daughter, Rachel, and her husband, Steve's amazing fudge business, Slab Fudge. Gorgeous little Good slabs man. of fudge made by hand in small batches on the Isle of Wight. They do dairy and vegan ranges. The salted caramel is legendary. The fudge tastes so good that after the first lockdown, a vegan fudge fan challenged herself to walk all the way from Leeds to the Isle of Wight, 221 miles under ferry, to come over to buy the slab from the shop in person. Jesus. Blimey. That, is that okay or an episode? <laughs> were they in a car that had it, uh, that had it smashed up from? <laughs> like Fred Flintstone just dragging the car around. <laughs> no, I think that was some sort of charity challenge thing. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, good on it. Yeah, so she went all the way to the other white. But it can be bought online, which is a bit easier, at slabfudge.co.uk. They work really hard making the best fudge ever, in my humble opinion. So it would be great if you can give them a mention. All the best, Karen. That is Slab Fudge. They're on Instagram too. Slab Fudge. Get yourself there some Slab Fudge. Go. Absolutely lovely. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Rob, enjoy Florida. We'll hear all about it next Tuesday. Yes, I'll talk about it next Tuesday. Right. Um, speak to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.